Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knife Works, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it. You're listening to the Work For It podcast business in the workshop. I'm Brian House. Joined with me, as always, in the studio, Nick Tobin of Pickle Cutters, Brian Cohn, B. Cone Knives. It's a chilly, blustery morning here in Florida, and I'm sure you guys are feeling the same wherever you are. Big storms rolling through, and that reminds me of a time 20 years ago when I would start my journey, maybe even before that, I would say probably 25 years ago, started my journey making things, and I made a book. I thought, you know what? I want to try to make a book. So I took some wood, went to a store, bought some wood for covers, and used some paper, folded it, and learned book binding. And on the very first page, I wrote, there's a storm a-brewing. It was more about teenaged angst back then for me. I didn't really know where my path was going to take me. I was concerned about my life. I was filled with things of the unknown. What path am I going to take? Where am I going to end up? Where is this journey going to lead? Am I going to live a long life? Am I going to live a short life? Am I going to be Am I going to be happy or am I going to be sad? It turns out I'm all of those things, right? And as you get older, you realize, you look back and you go, why did I worry so much? And I wish I hadn't. And so this is a message from myself to the future saying, stop worrying, get out there, make something, do something, get in your workshop. Because really those memories, the things that I've got that I can bring along with it. By the way, I still have that book. I still write in it. It's There's a lot of empty pages in it. I fill it with things, uh, postcards from people and pictures and other things that I want to save. It's kind of like my life diary. And uh, and that book has followed me along with all these years. And it's, it's kind of cool that I was able to make that book. So anyways, I want you to take a minute to reflect upon your life. This cold, blistery winter morning, evening, whenever you're listening to this. And think to yourself, what could I write down in my book? and keep and take with me for 25 years. For me, it's the the experiences that I've had on planet Earth. For me, it's those experiences of making things and making things for my friends, my family, learning new skills, and also doing commerce. You know, like, like I always say on this podcast, if you're, if you're out there making something, you got to learn how to sell it if you want to make a living at it. And I think there's a lot of us who listen to this podcast who are doing that. And I get messages every single day from you all, by the way. I love it where I hear stories about people quitting their jobs or their side hustle has allowed them to pay down their mortgage. And they did it because they listened to this podcast and they heard us talking about it. And they deployed those tactics that we talk about right here on the podcast. So thank you for those messages. It's truly appreciated. Now, moving forward on today's episode... Really what I want to just do is reconnect with Brian and Nick after the holidays, talk a little bit about what we've got going on in our workshop, maybe hit up WFI projects. We haven't done that in a while and uh, see what you guys are all making out there. 
So, Brian, let's hit it, buddy. Let's go. Let's work for it. Let's do it right here, right now. Meow. Anytime, Brian. Hail, hail to Michigan, the (laughs) national champs. What happened? (laughs) (laughs) You you didn't like that music? Tuning up his trombone. Were you tuning up your trombone? That's the music for today. What what happened? Michigan Wolverines football national champions. First time in a long wow. time. First time in a long time that Michigan or a team from Michigan at all has won anything. So it's kind of fun. I don't know. Is is this the reason why we don't have any music? Oh, I guess we can hit that. Yeah. <laughs> Cue the music, man. I'm a creature of routine, Brian. <laughs> I was just trying to have some I, uh, fun here. Come on. Uh, no, no, no. I, I get it. I, I understand completely. If uh, I didn't even know Michigan had a football team. Oh, honestly. really? No idea. Wow. I'm kidding, of course. That's all right. No what, I, let me tell you a quick story about one time I was in Michigan. I flew into a small airport in a town called Ypsilanti. Oh, okay. I don't know if you know where Ypsilanti, Michigan is, oh, yeah. but just outside of Ann Arbor where there's a big <laughs> college you probably know where this college is, Ann Arbor. And I was working for an airline at the time and needed to, um, I jump seat. When at the, when I worked for this airline, I could jump seat, which meant I had a crew tag and I would just hop on an airplane and go wherever they needed me to go, to go fix stuff. Because I worked with avionics and computers. I ended up in this town, Ypsilanti, went to Ann Arbor, Michigan, hung out. And I bought a Michigan t-shirt, which I guess represented that college there, Michigan State, I'm assuming. And as I'm going through the TSA to get back on the plane to go fly back down to Florida, the TSA guy mentions to me, you know, that really ought to be uh, whatever the other major college is. I can't remember the, what's, what's the other major college. So there's Michigan, the one, the, one, the Michigan Wolverines, U of M that just won last yeah. night. Michigan state is the other one. Mm. Which one is in Ann Arbor? Is it just Michigan? U of, U of M. M? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um, he was basically saying that <clears throat> I should have been wearing the other shirt. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about because I don't, it just says Michigan on it, but it's a, obviously a collegiate shirt. Okay. Right? And, uh, and he kind of fucked with me a little bit that guy <laughs> because of it. Like he took it seriously. He was like, and I'm like, really you're over a college thing or whatever. Yeah. And then I pulled out my crew tag and I'm like, I'm a, I jump seat. I'm a crew. And he goes, Oh, okay. And then he like, let me through. I think he was joking. Really Jokes like on that. you. I'm not even from this state. <laughs> yeah. I don't even fucking live here. I really don't. I don't care at all. Not one <laughs> fucking bit. So, um, anyway, gentlemen, how are you? How's your, how's, how's 2024 for you so far? Pickle. Good. I ain't complaining so far. It's, it's a, it's a year, like another year, right? So it's, we just switch dates and we switch numbers at the end of our dates. So it hasn't really changed much, but yeah, it's going good so far. Um, back into the shop, getting shit done. Like I should have been doing like three weeks ago, but yeah, catch up time now, I guess more than anything else. I finished, uh, some of my first knives yesterday and, uh, those are coming out pretty good. Nice. So, uh, yeah, 
other than that, I'm going snowboarding tomorrow. So that's why we're here recording earlier this week. Yeah. Now, do you feel like this storm is going to come through? Because I, I'm, we're okay. So just so you're aware, guys, we normally record this on a Wednesday, but we're really recording on a Tuesday because there's this big snowstorm coming through, and Pickle is hoping and planning that tomorrow, which is would be Wednesday, day before the podcast comes out, that he'll actually have a chance to go snowboarding. And I'm watching this storm. I'm looking at it. It covers no joke. If you the Mississippi River all the way down from, say, like Duluth, Minnesota, all the way down to where I am yeah. in Florida, South Florida, is a massive, massive storm. So, and like the top third of it is all snow and ice. Yeah. Which I assume yeah. is what's hitting you guys at the, now, at the moment. Yeah, we're. Oh, go ahead. I go. was watching this morning because I didn't get much sleep last night. Um, you too? Man. That makes three of us. That makes three of <laughs> us. We were all up. Yeah. Oh, dude, come on. I I had the I had the adrenaline going from winning the natty. Come on. Ah, I so I um I was watching this morning, right around the taint of Florida, it looked like there was a couple tornadoes <laughs> going through. Oh yeah, definitely. Did you see anything yeah, about that? Tornadoes? That, and it's gonna get worse. Oh jeez. It's it's gonna get worse, yeah. To definitely tornadoes. Nocturn sure. nocturnal tornadoes is what it's calling for. Oh. I seen that on the weather report a while ago. It said nocturnal. It's a new but, uh, nightmare right there. Just yeah, wake up in so. the middle of the night with with a, your roof ripping off your house. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, Imagine. no fucking warning, no nothing. <laughs> but yeah, that could happen. Why? You know, tornadoes don't have to always be daytime tornadoes, right? Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> That's you, something you don't really hear about, those like, tornadoes hitting in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's usually some sort of thunderstorm that rolls through and does it. But yeah, that's what this is. It's a massive front that's moving from west to east, and it's going to be dumping snow up by Pickle in that area. But then it's you know rain and everything else. So if you're actually, I'm looking at where Coy and all those guys are, and Jason Knight, that center of that of Tennessee and all of that, they're getting pounded right now. So anyway, I hope you guys are doing great over there at Baker Forge. If you guys need a piece of steel, I don't know if you saw, but Brent made a thicker clipper tanto out of the yeah, copper my um, ripple uh, copper my, and it turned out fantastic. And then he used solid pieces of copper as the handles, and it sold right away. Like multiple people wanted it, he got it. Oh, without a doubt, he sold it real quick. But he had been grinding on that in the shop for a while, and that was a piece of Baker Forge and tool steel so he bought that billet for a hundred dollars and he got two knives out of it and the, and i'm not gonna say how much mm. he sold that knife for but he definitely made a good margin on oh. those so <laughs> sure he did if you are interested in doing the same make sure you go to bakerforge.com and use wfi 10 as your promo code to get 10 percent off and uh, you can get yourself a, an awesome piece of steel to create a stunning stunning knife I mean, I, I'm going to just throw this out there. You could make the worst looking profile in the world and still make a great knife out of Baker <laughs> Forge steel. So, and, and I've seen it. I've seen it out there. It's like polishing a turd. <laughs> lipstick on a pig. Bakerforge.com. I was. <laughs> Their next, the next, the next logo should be a pig with a beard. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Well, there goes that sponsors. Good job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, was, they, I, I got to tell you, I, uh, 
I love watching the development of Koi's business because you you know <clears throat> they bought all those new machines and they're using them to their fullest now. And I'm I imagine those like old rolling mills and the things that they bought uh, to put in that new space probably have been sitting around for a while. You know, be you know who's using those massive machines? To you know they they don't look like they had been used in the last twenty years. Mm. And I think what really, really turns me on about it is that I see um, all of this, this like economy being pulled out of literally thin air. Like it wasn't there five years ago and it's here now. Right. And there's, of course, there's a lot of people that are into this now and taking and, go, and working in their workshops again and doing all this great stuff after COVID. And it, man, it just makes me think like, you know what? COVID sucked. Like I really dislike that we had to go through it, but I feel like we came out on the other side way better. I know we lost a lot of people. There was a lot of death. It's just that, but on the other side of it, I feel like we came out stronger, better and bigger for some of us anyway, yeah. uh, the maker community in, in particular and guys like Coy Baker. So if you don't know Coy's story, you know, he, he owned a painting uh, company, contracting company and uh, decided he didn't want to do that anymore. And he wanted to do something different and started making these, uh, 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 I'd say like pattern welded steels, you know, Damascus and laying in copper and brass and doing all these different fancy things. And started it in a little tiny space, essentially a garage. And now he's in a 10,000 square foot building that he owns. And he has rolled it out into this massive business where he's creating steel for some of the biggest knife makers in the world. And uh, not just one-off knife makers. We're talking commercial knife makers. He has really, really created an economy and done it with grace and style. Just a nice guy. And, um, you know, I, I would love it if you go support his work and, uh, you know, keep that business growing because it's, it's a little bit of us is inside of Koi, if that makes sense. Um, and we're all together. (laughs) together. Uh, There's a joke in there. I'm sure you guys, I was holding it back, man. (laughs) (laughs) He did spend quite some time after blade show down here in Florida. I'm just saying, anyways. But uh, anyway, and also I got a really nice package in the mail from Travis Haynes, uh, Bird Forge. He sent us some of that soft hand salve and a couple of his other new products. And I am impressed. And the guy, that's another one that just like decided he wanted to do something different with his time and chose to do it. So if you want to get a hard shell wax or soft paste for your hands, um, you know, just about anything you can think of in that vein. Make sure you go check out pelicanpaste.com. They're another sponsor of the show, but another business that has grown out of thin air. I'm proud to be affiliated with those uh, two guys, and they are doing great things. Uh, And we appreciate the gifts, Travis. Thank you so much. And uh, in fact, I've got like those, the signature cracks on my index finger and my thumb. And yesterday, Brent and I were like rubbing our hands with all this like new (laughs) waxy shit and stuff. It was funny because. You know, you get this brand new tin of this stuff and it's clean and it smells good. Well, by the end of it, it was like black on the top because our hands were so gross and everything else. But that's what it's yeah. for. You know, it's what I love. I like um, 
I like how you were rubbing hands with uh, Brent there. <laughs> I wasn't rubbing his hands. He was rubbing his <laughs> own hands. All right. Only, only from time to time do we rub each other's. The, the, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Let me just, let me just Can stop. Can you rub my there. cracks, please? You're rubbing what? Hold on. What? Hey, Brent, will you rub my crack with some pelican paste? <laughs> Man, you are, you are trying that to lose our That one made Sarah sponsors, laugh in the other room. <laughs> you're, just, you're just trying to get rid of them. <laughs> nah, nah, they love it, so. And one last sponsor, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. If you need anything for your knife-making endeavor, make sure you check out MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. They're in Canada. You can take advantage of the USD to Canadian exchange rate. He ships every day to the United States. And in fact, I get my stuff from Lawrence way faster than I get it from other vendors that are in the United States. So I don't even bother anymore. I just go right to Lawrence and go, hey, do you have this? And he'll go, yes. And I'll send it to you right now. And it's like almost like within minutes that there's a shipping label. Yep. So, and dude, he's got, he's literally got shit on that store that I was even aware that he had, like uh, oversized drill bits and stuff like that, too. Like, I, I posted a reel the other day and, uh, and uh, oversized was, drill bits. Oh, you're talking yeah. about for like the pins and stuff. Oh, I did like, see that yeah, really. like letter bits, like letter bits and all yes. that stuff. So, like, a F bit is a little bit oversized from quarter inch and so on. So, anyways, uh, I guess he carries those, but I did a post and I didn't know he carried those. And I was just like sanding down pin stock and putting the scale through. It was like, ta da, it fits, it works, you know. And that was uh, a great like, idea, yeah. by the way, how you do. Yeah, that I've been doing that forever. I've, I've been doing that since day one, pretty much. And uh, and I totally get that there's bits out there that are, you know, upsized or downsized from, you know, quarter inch and all that. But the thing is, is out of four different types of pin stock material that I have and quarter inch, not four of them are the yeah, same. Yeah, that's that's something I deal with, too. You know, so right. I'm going to need four different. I'm going to have to figure out what drill bit sizes I'm going to need and this and that, and then order four different drill bit sizes. So I just stick to one drill bit size and I take down my pin stock a bit mm. and it works. And it's yeah. completely fine. Yeah. I also, but, uh, but yeah, that real, all that stuff is what you're saying. He carries those. Yeah, he does. He carries the bits too. Everything. He's an amazing guy, Lawrence, Lawrence Lake, yes. and another yes, maker in the community. And I feel like when you buy from him, you're supporting another member of the community. Uh, people, uh, I have this conversation because I'm passionate about it. But there's just a lot of people that are taking, you know, they're they see an opportunity inside of a market and they build a business around it, and they don't really care about the community. They care so much about, you know them making money and not so much. I call them the smash and grabbers. And, uh, you know, it's how commerce is done. I get it these days. I just love the fact though, that the knife community really can see through that a lot of times. And they tend to support the guys who are actually in the community doing the work, which is the reason why, Pelican Paste, Baker Forge, and Maritime Knife Supply are our sponsors because I believe they are not smash and grabber guys. They are guys inside the community filling a need and doing it and then uh, building their business up within the community to serve it better. Yeah. It's a symbiosis, if that makes sense. It's not like 
guys just coming in going, yeah, let me sell you this right now on the street and bang, bang, bang. And then when you have a problem, they're nowhere to be found. They are there to keep this, this market moving forward, this business that you're doing moving forward. And that's why I love working with those guys. So, um, and we get offers all the time for sponsorships for the show because we are in the top, get this top 2% of all downloaded podcasts in the world you're listening to. And thousands and thousands of people listen to this podcast every day. And so it's valuable marketing space for uh, any, for a lot of people really. And, um, and I've had, multiple vendors approach me about becoming a sponsor. And if they do not fit that bill, because I don't do this to make money. I don't do this podcast because of commerce. I like it. I like the fact that it sometimes makes me say, like I can get a sale from it sometimes, but I do this podcast because I love it. I love filling your ear holes with my stupid <laughs> stories and I get to hang out with Brian and Pickle and talk about all the stuff we got we've got going on and what I really love about it is if I bring up a problem I get a million messages from guys going hey you should try it like this it's the most powerful social platform I'm a part of and that's why I do it I don't do it to sell stuff that's a uh byproduct of what I do here because um Really, I have a passion for this this podcasting stuff. It's really great. And um, anyway, the the what I'm saying is is you know you support these vendors because they support you, and they're in it for the long run. So that's why they're they're in our inner circle here at work. work there it is. It, so. There it is. Anyway, Speaking anyways, of work for it, what's so going on in the we heard what what's pick, going on in the work for it shop this week. The work for it. The shop. house. What, the housemaid shop. shop. God damn it. <laughs> Listen, we're we're doing it a week early. I'm not ready, apparently. Been? Oh my goodness, I am I am all out of sorts. <laughs> you need a cup of coffee. I started when, when you brought that up. I started looking for the work for hashtags right away. I was, I was like, like oh, shit, wait already? A what are you talking about? <laughs> He's asking about the housemaid uh, sure. workshop. We are just playing catch up, really. Uh, Brent was out last week, so we were uh, a little behind on things and. Uh, it was, yeah, it was chaos. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of chaos. It was just filling orders after the holiday and then going, okay, we got to get this done, this done, this done. Because Brent and it, and his whole family went to on a trip and Brent's daughter works with us like four or five days a week. So she's not there either, you know, cause she's on the trip with Brent. So it was like, okay, well, we, we need to uh, figure out where everything is and ship it and all that. So we've been doing that. And then um, I am actually prototyping a couple of new things that are, uh, I think, are going to be huge in 24. Oh, wow. These are products that I've been, one of which is I'm redesigning some pieces of the Tsunami. Ooh. So there's the beginning of that, the 3x79 conversion kit. So if you have a, uh, a Revolution grinder, you're going to be able to convert that Revolution to a 3x79. So if you're a culinary knife maker, or somebody that say makes hammers like Gnome Hammer Forge Ryan over at Gnome Hammer, he uh, is buying into the Tsunami project. In fact, he's going to be one of the first guys that have one in his wow. workshop, and it's because he's a uh, hammer maker, right? He needs that wider belt. He wants uh, he wants a little more um, real estate on that belt. 
And so redesigning a couple pieces of that. <clears throat> and uh, and then, but we have most of the parts. So we're, we're rolling out the tsunami here in the next like month or two. We have most of the parts in stock now. And um, and so we're we're really just kind of like taking an inventory for what 24 looks like because strategically we're looking at it from like an annual perspective. It used to be a month to month type deal. And now I have to zoom out even further to, to kind of figure out what we're going to do about the hammock. So I'm, I'm, um, you guys know about the hammock, right? Yeah. If if you don't know about the hammock, I'm going to warn you right now. If you're a maker, a side hustler, a entrepreneur, anybody that works for themselves and makes money for themselves, you have a couple of months to prepare for April, May. Well, I say May, June, and July, but it's really April, May, June, and some of July where August, sales will September, October, it can November, be August. December. Typically <laughs> August, though, it starts to ramp back up. Like in my historicals, we see everything kind of coming back in August, but the summer months, people are not focusing on consumerism, buying, you know, whatever. Bless you. Excuse me. Holy shit. Bless and, you. Uh, thank you. And um, You're so welcome. This is what we call the hammock, because if you can think of it in terms of January 1 on the left, December 31st on the right, and those are our peaks moments in in what we do. And then the big slump in the middle is the bottom of the hammock. And all entrepreneurs know about this. If they have any historical data at all, they can look at it. And they, this is why you see so many 4th of July sales and, you know, all this shit, because these guys are trying to trump up business while they're, you know, in the low periods. So Housemate is doing some strategic moves during those periods to try to drum up uh, additional revenue during that time. Last year was really rough. I mean, like the, the hammock mm. really sucked. Yeah. We bounced back and we were fine. It was not a big deal. But me as a business strategist, I wanted to look at my overall revenues and go, how can we level these out a little bit? And what can we take a hit on in order to do it? You know, what can we put on sale? What could we, you know, promote? Can we come out with something new that would generate, say, more quantity rather than uh, larger numbers, you know, let me pick like your that. brain so, for a second. Uh, I am working on something like that. And, uh, um, sure. So sure. you're talking about the middle of the slump being the worst. Um, you're talking about possibly releasing something novel that is going to, you know, gin up sales. Um, I would, there's kind of two sides to that coin on one side, you know, you're boosting your hammock right in the, the worst part of it. On the other hand, if you were to release that in one of those peak times, would it do better? You know, I'm I'm wondering if I mean yeah, it's kind of that that question. blade is two sided. It it cuts both ways. Yeah, and that's where the strategy really yeah. has to roll in. You know, um, we're 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 doing a lot of things now with collaborations, like we're doing this hundred dollar hammer project with Ryan at gnome hammer. And that's really coming out great. Um, and so I feel like projects like that are going to help boost revenues because they're not, you know, it's not a thousand dollar grinder and, or forge it's a hundred dollar right. hammer, you know, or 
whatever. So it's it's a lower. It, granted, the margins aren't the same, but it's still revenue, and it's still <clears throat> it's still you know us focusing on trying to build up. Uh, June is really the the bottom of the barrel. I mean, it's really in June. So you real we just really have to look at June and go, okay, what are we going to do in June? Um, and it's because of Blade Show, honestly. I think Blade Show happens, and everybody focuses on Blade Show. Mm-hmm. Now, could we get a booth at Blade Show? Yeah, I'm not really a booth guy. Uh, I would rather not do that. I would rather wander around and talk to everybody. That's that's my thing for Blade. So I don't know. I, I mean, if you guys have ideas, I'm open. I to can't it, so, imagine I mean, you just, being chained to a desk like on like you would have to be on a booth. No way. Ugh, I feel like you you would have to run yeah, away I can't, from I, it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> it. Well, that's just it. I would never. There'd be a line of people waiting to talk to me, and then I wouldn't be able to get to everybody. And I think what's best is that I get to wander around Blade and make it more organic, like just talking oh, to yeah. everyone I run into. Walk uh, and talk, baby. Walk and talk. Got what? Talk the talk. Walk the walk, baby. That's it. Mm-hmm. So. I'm excited for Blade Show this year. And by the way, Brett and I are strategizing already for Blade Show. So be thinking six months out. You know, this this is the thing. Look at your development of your business. If you're making knives, Blade Show is five and a half months. I feel away. like the shirts and the pickle face were the two best strategic, you know, moves. But you can't you can't do it <laughs> twice, you know. You gotta do something different. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I don't know what we're going to do this. Well, I do know what we're going to do this year, but I'm not going to say it because you know I have a feeling there's a a mole amongst us. Great face tattoos, temporary (laughs) tattoos you have to put on your forehead, (laughs) right on your forehead. Mm. Uh, uh, Brian, what have what have you been up to in your workshop? My shop is in complete disarray. (laughs) Mm. So. Okay. Oh, go ahead, Pickle. You're you're gonna say something? No, I I don't know what I was gonna say. That's actually, okay. that's all right. <laughs> I was I was gonna say something about the shop being a mess, but you you took the words out of my so mouth. Basically, so basically, basically, yeah. what's going on is my uncle is a carpenter. Has been a carpenter for a long time. Uh, this dude, I mean, I can I can go into my uncle Jim a little bit, but basically, what what he and I are doing is. We are putting in the ceiling, but first we had to wire up a bunch of can lights. I've got 18 can lights going in to my shop, and then we're putting in a ceiling because um, currently it's just an open and it's vaulted up to the, the peak. So I'm heating a big area that is not you know, actually keeping me warm. So we're putting in the ceiling. We've got, we've got all the lights in. We started putting up the ceiling, but we just ran out of time. So next week, uh, next weekend, he should be back to put in the rest of the ceiling and the insulation and the, the lights and all that fun stuff. But I got to spend a nice, uh, solid day working with him. And, you know, at that guy, he's 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 an absolute behemoth of a man. Like I, I talk about Emily's dad being huge. He's just as big as him. And uh, he's been a carpenter all of his life. He's been working outdoors. He's just. He's, he's country strong, you know, but this guy, um, I remember being a junior in high school and being on the wrestling team and not really have, because I come from a small town, I didn't really have anybody that actually like pushed me on the mat and in practice, you know, I was, I was kind of the biggest dude and 
you know, if I'm a, if I'm 189 pounds wrestling with the 120 pounders, isn't going to do much for me. So uncle Jim would come in and just wipe the floor with me as, you know, a, a 40 late forties man, just absolutely kick my ass all, you know, a couple hours every single day. Well, between my junior year and senior year in the summer, he had a heart attack and was literally dead for a couple minutes and revived. And when he, when he um, oh. when they were going through like the the rehab situation, uh, the doctor told him like, "Hey, there's a good w- chance that you're not going to walk for probably a good six months, and you won't be able to ever probably work out or run again." Well. By six months later, he was back on the mat kicking my ass just as bad as he was before. So, I mean, the man is super <laughs> resilient. So, to, I mean, long story short, I got to spend a lot of time with him this this weekend. And it was really cool to, like, you know, hear stories and talk to him and hear all about how he grew up and more about family stuff. It was just a really good, you know... Yes, we are working on the shop and we're getting stuff done, but being able to reconnect with somebody I haven't really liked that in a long time. So that was that was emotionally really good. But my shop is an absolute hellscape of, you know, I mean, you do electronics, you do wiring and you're cutting shit off and it's dropping on the ground. So today I'm going to be heading back out there and cleaning it up and trying to make it workable until we finish putting up the ceiling. But yeah, so that's that's kind of all that's been going on in my shop. It's just every all the the grinders in the wrong spot, the workbenches are moved, and ugh, I've got to I've got to put it all back together. I like these in, in, these infrastructure yeah. updates that you're doing. I think it's great. They're um, key. They're definitely it is key. key. <clears throat> Somebody asked me one time, like you know, uh, I need to keep producing, but I've got um you know, I've got all these, uh, projects that I need to do that'll make my workshop better and more efficient. And I'm like, you know, if you stop for a few days and you build up your business or build up your infrastructure inside of your business, that is going to just 10 X you moving forward. So take the time to do it. And it, yeah, I mean, your customers will wait, you know, it feels like this entire last year has been that on and off, you know, it's been, you know, hey, we got to shut down the shop to run the 220. Hey, we've got to shut down the shop to put up the insulation and the drywall. Hey, now we have to shut up, shut down the shop and put up the the ceiling and the insulation and the lights. Ah, when's that going to end? <laughs> when am I actually going to be able to work for it? It never does. It's evolving. <laughs> yeah, eventually it'll kind of hit a plateau where you you know you're doing you know small minor improvements yeah. over time. But uh, it never really does yeah. end. You know, the, those infrastructure improvements will always well, continue. I already know so what my next one's going to be. It. Once I have the ceiling up and the insulation and I can actually keep myself warm over the winter, um, the first thing I'm going to do after that is modify this this press to finally get making Damascus. So, I mean, that's, that's just another right. where I'm like probably going to have to shut down for a little while to get that thing modified and working. Ugh. <laughs> Could be a lot worse, hey, huh? It, it, it's part of the journey, man. Yeah, it's part of it your, is, man. Part of your path. Yeah, that's good. That's it's good. it's uh, there's always some kind of curve to to maneuver around when it comes to being self employed, no matter what. And like it could be structural, intra, intra, well, 
infrastructure. <laughs> that is a big word. <laughs> For me, it is. Yeah, that's like a $20 word in my book. But uh, yeah, you know, same thing when I did my extension on my shop. You know, I literally had to shut down for like a week and a half to get everything done. And then it wasn't even completely done. And then it was Blade yeah. Show. So I left. And then when I got back, I was still left with a not 100% finished shop, you know? So I had to like get back to orders. And then I was like, no, I'm not having this. This needs to be done now. So I just put everything aside and I just managed my time that way. And I was like, priorities first. Cause I know if I'm going to keep on working with the unfinished shop, I'm not going to get shit done the way I want it to get done. Yeah. So I figured to get that done right away. The other big thing that I've been playing around with a lot lately is this X tool is sitting next to me. This big, beautiful uh, laser engraver I've been playing around with. So um, be it on wood or on um, a couple metal cups I've put my name on. You know, it's just one of those things. Once you get a thing that can mark your name on things, you want to put your name on everything. So, yeah, and uh, I've been... It's like back in the 80s when your mom got a label maker and she put your name on everything you brought to school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the She wrote your name on your underwear and stuff, yeah, just in case you lost right. it. But uh, I, uh, I got to finally put my, put my logo on a blade, and that blade's going to pickle cutters here pretty shortly. I did a couple other different Ooh. edges on it, and I think you're going to like it. There's one of them. There. Yeah, and he's not telling me what he did, right. so I'm going to have to wait. Hopefully it's my face. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, it's, it's just um, the one thing is I put on, an, you know, my logo takes 20 seconds to zap on real quick. It, it's very, very quick. And I put like the type of steel on it, and that took like three seconds or something like that, just because it's small lettering. But then there's another etch on it that took like 52 minutes and all the way through it. I'm just watching it and I'm going through, I'm going <laughs> through like, Oh, wow. This looks awesome to Holy shit. That looks like terrible. I'm, I have to stop it. No, I should let it go. And it's just weaving back and forth of looking <laughs> awesome and looking terrible. And <laughs> you should, uh, you should, you should buy a 3d printer. See how that goes. Cause you do a lot yeah. of that. Like I, I seriously spent I don't know how many hours above my 3D printer, just looking at it print layer after layer after layer, <laughs> trying to figure out what it's gonna look like next, you know, and what it's gonna do and where it's gonna go. Why is it doing this? Why is it yeah. doing that? So yeah, those those rabbit holes get pretty. Intense. And the problem with it is like, well, with 3D printers, you can walk away pretty safely. Yeah, you know, you it might fail, and all of a sudden you got a bunch of spaghetti and you wasted a lot of material. But I feel like yeah. with laser, I don't know if I want to walk away with that, you know? Uh, Brian, do you, when you're yeah. doing a bunch of lasering, do, do people like hit it and then leave? Or is it just, you got to stand over top yeah. of it? Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, yeah we, we do like hot stamps where it requires like the laser to be functioning for hours oh on end. I didn't realize it took that And long. I'll do it when we're not. Yeah, well, I bought a new laser. I bought like a high-end you know 100 watt beast but uh, we haven't deployed it yet it's built but it's just and it needs a bunch of other things but um the one we have now the one we use now is is 50 watt and it, you know to make a hot stamp it's like a couple hours like two oh, wow. three hours 
and I've, I've gotten a bunch of requests from people to make them hot stamps. And I'm like, we can't give our laser up our laser time up because we're marking parts right. all day. So Sarah is always uh, etching parts like when she's mm. in the shop and then I'll set it up for the end of the day and remotely trigger it to run at night to do these hot stamps. And so, yeah. So like, uh, and then I have a camera on it so I can tell like what's going on or whatever. And yeah, and it, the thing is throwing sparks and just doing its thing and that whatever. That scares the shit out never, of me, dude. We've never I had just an issue. feel like it's a little scary, uh, but <laughs> I'm just there's nothing around it that's flammable, so it's just it's all metal, and mm. you know we have like a little box that goes around it that's all metal. Those sparks go away so quick too, like they go out real quick. Anyways, yeah, so it's not like I don't see it being a danger. Like there's companies that that have hundreds of laser engravers probably running at the same time. Yeah, just like we the bought print farms, the you know? other thing that yeah, yeah, we bought enclosures to keep everything in there, and that that makes it feel safer. But if you don't have an enclosure, which we didn't for a long time, yeah, I mean it's it's the it other be, thing that freaks me out. Pucker mode there, you don't want the thing that freaks me out is um, you know, I've got cats roaming around in this. I've I've got the laser engraver down in the basement. Oh, I'm just waiting, you know, you get a small laser, you, laser you get a laser pointer and it's chasing it all over the place. I mean, I'm just waiting for it to see it and all of a sudden have to dive at it or something. Zap. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely don't want that. Yeah, for sure. It's just like, I'm, since I got the 3D printer, I'm on like all these Facebook groups and uh, there's people that have that issues with their 3D printers because they move quick and all that and they walk away for a few minutes or a half hour or so. The next thing they notice, they come back and or they see the cat walk by and it's got like some melted filament hanging from it or whatever. And they're like, what the fuck? They go to the printer and the print is destroyed. Like the cat got to the printer because it's moving so fast that it's like, right. oh, toy. But no, it's not a toy. Not a toy. Not to be played with. Not a toy. Not to be played with. So productive then. I, I I feel like the 2024, we're living in the future when I hear that number. I'm like, I can't even believe it's 2024. Yeah. And then <clears throat> to hear all you guys talking about, like, you know, the, the lasers and stuff, I feel like it's just been great to watch the development of all of us as a as a core group you know there's a bunch of people who are really leveling up and i think that's a big part of us sharing our journey of what we're up to right you know uh i think uh the first time i ever heard about somebody laser etching anything was craig lockwood mm -hmm. from knife talk talking about how he got a laser etcher and then i was like oh i need one of those and went on the journey to try to figure one out and now i see him everywhere you know, yeah. a lot of people are buying them because they're becoming more affordable. Since yeah. I got mine, how many people have gotten a goddamn laser picker, right? Like, oh, no, it's true. Yeah. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. And I'm still getting DMs, like, every time I post it. What laser is that? You know, do you still like your laser? How is it holding up? It's like, yeah, it's, it's working fine for what yeah. I'm doing. It's, yeah. it's a key tool in my operations, and it saves me a lot of time and frustration, so... Yeah, it's a good the tool. The thing to that own. I feel like it's going to really save me on is, you know, with, now with my stock removal knives, even with my stock removal knives, I was hot stamping. And don't get me wrong, I love the look and the feel of a hot stamp. But I mean, you hot stamp it and all of a sudden you have to straighten it out and you're doing a couple heats of trying to get the thing back to straight. 
Um, I feel like being able to just make a knife and laser on my logo, it's just going to take out for some of those knives that I'm just trying to hurry up and do. That's going to make it so that it's just mm. another step out of it. I don't know. Yeah, that and you can customize knives yeah. for people. You know, if yep. they want something on it, you know, absolutely, um, you can offer that as a yeah. upsell. So that's another thing I've been <clears throat> thinking about doing that type of stuff. Do you guys put any sort of like, hey, I'm not going to touch that subject? Like, I feel like me personally, I wouldn't want to put on anything political or religious. But do you guys have that that taboo? Hmm. No, no. Uh, I don't care. Yeah, no, I don't. To be honest, no, no, I don't. I don't care. You want me to laser at your <coughs> dick onto Excuse a me. knife? I'll I'll laser at your dick and exactly. balls all day long. I okay, don't give a cool. shit. And and here's the here's the reason why. And it's 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 not they're buying it from me, um, and and they're paying me to do a service for them and whatever. I separate myself okay. from it. And we, Brent and I, or. I should say Brent made some knives for a political person um, and uh, even yeah. made him an ashtray. Yeah. And not a problem. I mean, you know, it we, is what we it do is. It. Yeah. That person reached out to us, you know, and was like, hey, can you guys do Absolutely. this? And we're like, yeah, why not? All right. You know, Just wondering. So. And who are we to judge? First of all, like, like, you know, if somebody wants something, it may maybe not even be for them. You know what I'm saying? Somebody might be ordering something for you and asking you for a specific engraving that you're like, Ooh, that's a subject I don't want to touch, but that knife might not even be for them. And that person receiving that knife on the other end might not even know who you are, where it came from sure. or nothing. So like it's a, it's a, it's a sale no matter right. what. So, you know, it's, well- yeah, take so yourself. I'm just out worried about you know, you the, know, they may, the Michael Jordan quote where it's like, you know, both sides buy shoes. I don't want to piss off either side, you know. Yeah, but if the other side is gonna get mad because no, you tr- sold trust something me, to somebody I agree, from the I other agree. side. Yeah, goofball. I agree. You know, people are too sensitive nowadays. This is the this is yes. the, the thing is is I feel like we just need to like what I feel like we're living in is a uh, a uh, because everyone has a voice, we are living in a society where we filter ourselves for the for the 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 minority, mm. you know, the for the people cakes. who are very very much. Um, it, it, there's there's radical on both sides, right? You're radical left, radical right, right, or whatever. And if you look at, you know, uh, politically or religiously or whatever you want to say. Most people, 95% of us all live in the middle. You know, we're all kind of somewhere. It's a spectrum, but these far left and rights, and I'm not just saying that politically, I'm saying it in all terms, in all ways, they are dictating. So you got two and a half percent on either side. They're the ones dictating a lot. And uh, frankly, I'm fucking sick of it. And I don't, I don't uh, subscribe to it anymore. So if somebody comes up to me and they start saying something about and I can even get into it but like saying something about how they feel or they want me to speak a certain way or attribute a certain <laughs> thing to them I just go you know what 
I don't identify as anything other than a fucking normal person. I'm sorry, but th- I'm not judging you. It's just that this is the way I've done it my whole life. You can't dictate what I say and how I yeah, feel. So exactly. that's just the end of it. it and, and there's no judgment. Like I'm super neutral about it. And I, and I've gotten some people that go, yeah, okay. I get that. Yeah. I understand. And then some people that go fucking off yeah. on me, you know, like crazy <laughs> off on me. And I go, yeah, see, you just identified yourself as a crazy person. So I'm now just attributing that tag to you. And I know that you're not stable. And it's more than 5%. It's way more than 5% of people. Because like you look at the world, the way it's going these days and all these videos and reels and memes that we see coming, coming out on the internet. There's a lot of people that need to get their act together and get their shit straight. There's people that, that don't even know so much like simple math out there these days like people yeah, actually focusing on the wrong things That's people what are I numbed think. down people are right fucking numbed down and like you said they're focusing on the wrong things they got people going around on college campuses asking simple historical right, questions right. that i know <laughs> the answer to and they can't even answer them straight and it's like What's this place coming to? And then they're the ones trying to tell us how we should be and do and whatever. So it's like, what? Here's a simple solution to all of this is that if you find yourself in a position where you're consumed about thinking about these things and you're out there uh, politicizing or pushing your agenda on others, okay, then you have way too much time on your hands and you should consider taking all of that energy which i'm i'm happy that there's people out there who are so enthusiastic about certain subjects i love that i love passionate people i think it's a great thing be passionate though about something that moves you forward in your life in whatever way and doesn't oppress yeah. others it's a very yeah. simple simple concept So then you can say, you know, there's these atrocities in the world. There's things that are happening that I don't like, and I want to, I want to vocalize about them. Ask yourself this when you vocalize them, because I've been doing this now. So if you're on Instagram and I'm following you and you post anything political or related to gender or related to anything, you're immediately unfollowed. I, if you're making knives in your shop and I'm following you. And all of a sudden one day you decide you have an opinion about something political, or you have an opinion about a bombing that happened in the middle East. I mm. just immediately unfollow you. And I, cause I don't think that that's your, you don't have enough data to comment on it and nor should you, if you're in an environment where you are trying to sell something to somebody. So mm. I'm just going to unfollow right. you because I don't want to see it anymore. I don't, I, if I want to get my news, I'll get it from NPR and CNN and wherever. I will look at those channels and I will get hopefully some unbiased news. But what I'm saying is, is if you're focusing on these things, you should really be focusing on your business and your work and see. moving yourself forward and improving yourself not oppressing or pushing your agenda on others. And so when someone says to me, hey, um, you know, the president's son wants a knife or wants an ashtray or whatever. Fuck yeah, let's make him one. You know, I'm going to do it. And that's okay because that's, I don't have any judgment politically. I'm just, that's, that person wants something from me and I don't really care what side he's on, you know. 
Well, that was so. that was fun. Let's move over to WFI projects. I, I blame you I, for all of this. One hundred percent. Brian has spent the last two years on this podcast trying to be so neutral in this regard, and then all of a sudden he's like, "But what about if like Donald Trump wants a no. knife?" <laughs> Like, let me just dump gasoline all over this. I just brought up what you guys would do. It could have been an easy yes or no. You guys are the one that spun this as far as you did. Come on now. That is not an easy question to answer, Brian. I, I was I was wholeheartedly sure. expecting, yeah, just no politics or religion. No, we just went on a big diatribe. Yeah, and, and, and it just, you know, it comes down to it as well. It's like Sure, it might be somebody's like a president's son or whatever, but not because you sold somebody's somebody an item that you make that it's going to make you a bigger business in the end. You know what I'm saying? Like, not because you sold an an ashtray to so and so that means that you're going to get bigger sales and better sales. So, like, most times nobody even knows that you sold an ashtray to this person. You know what I'm saying? So, it doesn't matter what you're selling to who. In the end, as long as they're not committing any crazy crimes with it and shit could come down to you in the end, come back mm. to you. I think it would be pretty epic if he bashed somebody's head in with it. I mean, uh, you know, then it would be like, right. then it would yeah. go crazy viral, you know, so. Right. But yeah. uh, no, we don't, we don't care. And you're right. It didn't add up to any, there, there was no, you know, fanfare around that sale. Yeah. Exactly. And it was fine. You know, it just it's just like it made us feel good that somebody of notoriety wanted some of our stuff. And it's just like, cool, yeah. that's awesome. I, I love that. And and I by the way, we've sold to some really famous people like Revolution Grinders and Apollos and stuff that I never talk about. And it, it's like, OK, hey, cool. You know, like these people don't ask for discounts or anything. You just see their name come through on the order sheet. And you're like, now that's that's the other and part so, of things is you're not political or you're not showing that off on any sort of Instagram or post or anything. I can't. Yeah. No, you can't because there's people out there if you do post something like that, like, oh, so and so, which could be a Republican bought this for me and then you got all these other side that would be like oh this guy's a fucking republican he's a far right and blah 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 and then they're gonna unfollow exactly. you because you sold so something to somebody that's the crux well, that is the crux of-, of why i asked this question is you're willing to put whatever you want on the side of the blade whether it's a political thing or a religious thing but you're not gonna show it off like you're not gonna make a you're not gonna post that on instagram I don't know. I mean, if you if you're getting butthurt about that, you're not my yeah. customer. I, I just you, if you want, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, it, if somebody's gonna go, well, you did this with this person and whatever. It's like, why do you give yeah. a shit? Like, you 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 know, just calm down and go make yourself better. Speaking of, by the way, speaking of famous people, I don't know if you saw this. Post Malone was in Jason Knight's DMs, and yeah, yeah, that was cool, right? See, I don't, I don't, I'm not a big like you know celebrity guy, like I could care less, but I love Post Malone. He's great. I sent him a DM a long time ago for a knife, and he never got (laughs) back to me. Well, I think what Post was writing to Jason about was taking class at uh, Jason's studio. So that I think that's really cool, and that could be really fun for Jason and. you know, I mean, Post Malone, who doesn't love Post yeah. Malone? Come on, man. I mean, that guy's great. So that's a that's a that's a really cool thing. And Jason did publicly yeah. post about it, which I think is fantastic, too. Anyways, real quick, let's switch gears. Let's answer. A qu- we're going to ask a question 
in the Patreon that we always get a patrons. If you want to become a part of our patronage, you can for the little ten dollars and eighty cents a year. You can ask this question. We'll answer it in the after show. Okay. And then uh, I'm going to do a dad joke and then we're going to close the show. All right. And if you guys have an opinion about what we were just talking about, keep it to your fucking <laughs> self. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, feel free to write it all down and then crumple it up on a piece of paper and throw it in the trash can. Okay. Yeah. I don't um, care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Darren over at Stormlight Forge asks, uh, after show question, what kind, this is a great question because of what we just talked about with Brian's shop. Uh, um, what kind of maintenance do you do around your shop and how often? Mm. Like, what are the particular things you have to do to keep your shop functioning? Mm. And I've got a great answer to that. Brian, I'm sure you're dealing with a lot of yeah. this at the moment. And Pickle, you too. You, everybody, We've all got equipment and gear and things that we need to maintain to keep our shops functional. Cause there's certain things you cannot, you can't let go. It's like changing the oil in your car. Like yeah. You got to do it. Unless you're like me and you drive a Tesla <laughs> that requires Ooh, no maintenance. I got all. a Tesla. <laughs> By the way, did yeah, you but- hear Jeff Fader call me Mr. Moneybags <laughs> on the podcast? The that fucking asshole. Jeez. He's like, yeah, he's got a Tesla now, Mr. Marty Bags Brian. Although, did you guys listen to that all <laughs> Thanks a lot. Review? That was hilarious. Oh, man. Yeah, if you're not listening to the Knife Talk podcast, you got to go back and listen to it. It really is good. And by the way, so when I started doing the research, Keith Drennan from the Working Hands podcast uh, messaged me because I made a statement that we were in the top 5% of all podcasts, and he corrected me. We are in the top 2%. Po- uh, Knife Talk is in the top one half percent of all downloaded podcasts so they're way up there and and just to give you a frame of reference like i think work for it falls if from if you were to look at it on a scale of of how many podcasts we're like 70 some thousand so like number one podcast is number one and then we're like 70 thousand so there's you know 69,999 podcasts between us and the number one podcast and they're somewhere in like the twenty thousand right. range. Jeez. But the other so, thing, I, I mean, if that puts it I in perspective, I looked at the the um, chart, and it is very much an exponential curve. Like we're we're at two percent, and we're With definitely what? on the upswing of the exponential curve. But it is a very steep climb from here, and I'm ready for it. It's a very difficult climb from here. Yeah. You're right. Like you're saying, basically at two percent, it's like now. Like, like making it with Jimmy Duresta, he's in the top one oh, half yeah. percent as well up there with knife talk. And yes, it's very difficult to get, <laughs> to get even to where we are yeah. is hard, but to get even to climb into 1% is insanely difficult because we're competing with a lot of very notoriety, like a lot of high end podcasts that get millions and millions. Of so lessons. what can, so, the only way that we're going to be able to do that and climb that high, I think, is that we have to add video and we have to add a lot yeah. of promotion. So, like, we'll have to do things like turn on the video functionality, which I think uh, – let me – let's ask the, the audience this question. Would you guys watch a video version of this if we uploaded our video of the podcast being recorded to YouTube? Mm. And if you would, send us a message and let us know because I, I – I will invest the money that we have been making uh, from the patronage in cameras 
so that you guys have decent webcams and all of that shit, I will invest it if people yeah. would watch it. See, the thing is, is not only if people watch it or not, is that that content that we would capture could be used elsewhere to help the Work For It podcast grow on social media. If you I get see what I'm saying. saying. We so can make some you're cr- saying crazy like reels. Take clips. With, take and clips make reels. And, and make content out of the clips. The other you know? thing I think we have. How do you guys feel about oh, being I'm on I'm totally camera? down for it. Like, I don't The other care. thing that I'm thinking about you're, you're, is oh, we don't necessarily it? need like studio set up, but I definitely need something better than where I'm at now. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I'm I'm in my little office alcove, and I've got two big moron dogs running around <laughs> behind me and stuff. I guess they're not morons. Matter. Your dogs <laughs> are cool, man. Yeah, they don't are fuck, cool, but they're morons. Don't, don't piss me off. <laughs> those those two uh, are my friends. Well, so that puts it in perspective. Maybe we ought to look at it because I've noticed that making it with Jimmy and Dave, um, and uh, uh, Claggett, Bob Claggett. They are, uh, they do the video promotion yeah. thing where they're taking clips and stuff, and I it's good, it's good. I watch yeah. them, you know, so and that, that makes me want to listen to the podcast, so maybe that's the answer. So, uh, all right, so I need to pull out, I'm gonna pull out, I got a, one, I got uh, one, I got you one. got a dad joke, go ahead, yeah, yeah I do, I, I do, got I do. a couple here. Did, did you know your pupils are the last part to stop working when you really? die? Oh, really. Yeah, they dilate. Why do fish always sing off key? I don't know. Because you can't tune a fish. (laughs) That was sent by Steve Grillo. You can't tune a fish. Uh, A dung beetle walks into a bar and asks... Is this stool taken? (laughs) That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Okay. All right. Well, listen. Hey, if you got something out of today's podcast and you want to become a patron, and if you think that a video feed would, if you want to see our stupid faces talking about this stuff, um, let us know. And um, also, you can help us by joining our patron for as little as $10.80 a year, $10.80 a year. You can do that. And we actually have some new patrons. Um, and uh, in fact, uh, let me just real quick go into the. Uh, there's only a couple. Uh, Logan H. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so remember last week I mentioned Vanden Gasjelin. Yeah. And again, I'm murdering this name. <laughs> He's actually in South okay. Dakota. <laughs> So he messaged me. He goes, thanks for, you know, trying to pronounce my name, but I actually live in South Dakota. Um, and then, which blew my mind. And then uh, Fantail Outfitters, gotcha. uh, Brenton at Fantail Outfitters. He joined up the patronage. Thank you so much. We now have 172 active patrons. You guys are the best. We appreciate you. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll gain up more and uh, we'll be able to continue this uh continue the carnage <laughs> the carnage for huh? years to come the carnage yeah let's get let's get into that top let's half it, percent let's get up yeah, there big boys. let's do it i like that i i think it's a great goal to achieve i think it would be pretty great so anyways we're gonna move on to the after show we're gonna answer darren over at stormlight's question and if you want to listen you got to be a patron we'll see you in the after show Work for it, guys. bye bye